0: Welcome to episode 138 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church, for Christ Church, and all who would uh, care to listen in. Uh, My name is John Payne. I'm the Senior Minister of Christ Church Presbyterian. I'm here with my uh, good friend and co-host, Dr. Gabriel Williams. Good to see you, Gabe. Good seeing you. I think uh, we are are up to uh, nine listeners now worldwide. Uh, We have much to be encouraged about. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully after this episode, it'll skyrocket to like 9,000, you know you <laughs> Um, But it's good to to be together uh, again to discuss things that matter, uh, Mm -hmm. things that count. Uh, We find ourselves uh, listening to and paying attention to uh, all kinds of things that really at the end of the day don't count. Uh, They are here today, gone tomorrow, uh, things that seem to be of the highest importance in the sports world or the entertainment world uh, or the business world and uh, uh, news that seems to uh, to rock the world uh, for five minutes yeah. and then you move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we are going to talk about today uh, has meaning for eternity. That's right. And that is uh, the intercessory ministry of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. right now for his people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, of course, um, uh, is. Our prophet, our priest, and our king—those uh, offices which were uh, held uh, in the Old Testament—all uh, anticipated Him mm-hmm. as the the ultimate um, uh, prophet and the ultimate priest and the ultimate king uh, for His people, uh, but the role of being intercessor relates to his high priesthood mm-hmm. uh, and in the book of hebrews of course which uh, speaks so much about uh, the meaning of the old testament sacrificial system and priesthood it uh, shows that that christ is the ultimate sacrifice that christ is the ultimate priest and that he intercedes for us both as priest and sacrifice and in Hebrews chapter 7 uh, verse 23 through 25, uh, the writer states, quote, "The former priests were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently, that is Jesus, because he continues forever. Mm-hmm. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them." What a blessing and a comfort that is, that Christ is always living to make intercession for us. Uh, Now, um, in the uh, Westminster Larger Catechism, uh, we read from question 44, how does Christ execute the office of a priest? It's really twofold. Uh, One, uh, he executes his office of a priest in his once offering himself a sacrifice without spot to God to be a reconciliation for the sins of his people. And then secondly, which is what I want us to focus on today, and in making continual intercession for them. Mm -hmm. Christ, as it states in Hebrews 7.25 and elsewhere, makes continual intercession for for us. Now, we Mm -hmm. want to talk about what that means, because this is not something that Christians think about a whole lot, that Christ is making intercession for us, and that that intercession is absolutely necessary to our salvation, the intercession Mm -hmm. He makes
1: now. And this goes back to what you mentioned about the priestly office of Christ, we often think of it as just the once and for all sacrifice. But in the Old Testament, a priest was not only responsible for merely taking sacrifices, uh offering them to god and kind of praying for for them the priest himself as his person must be one who is able to stand between god and the people so it's a office that should have been continued forever but we know according to hebrews 7 that they could not have continued because they died they were sinners and etc so the high priestly office of jesus christ did not end at the cross it still continues And the way that it continues is through, right now, how he intercedes for his people. Now, in Westminster Larger Catechism, question 55, it gives a nice paragraph summary of what we mean when we speak about the intercession of Jesus Christ. And so, question 55, how does Christ make intercession? The answer, Christ makes intercession by first continually appearing in our human nature before the Father in heaven. First point. Second, in the merit of his obedience and sacrifice on earth, declaring his will to be applied to all believers. Third, answering all accusations against them and procuring for them peace of conscience in spite of their daily failures. Mm -hmm. Fourth, access with boldness to the throne of grace and full acceptance of their persons and services. Can I just say as a side note
0: how wonderful is that summary? Yeah, I mean, you just you just have a hard time finding anything that crisp, clear and cogent mm-hmm. about the intercession of Christ anywhere in the English language. Yeah. Um, this is why we love these confessional uh doctrinal formulations because they help to summarize what the bible teaches about these important subjects
1: amen and that means when we talk about the intercession we can kind of think of it in terms of those categories so the first is based upon who christ is so we confess as all ancient creeds confess that uh, there are two natures to christ his human nature and divine nature And Christ did not get rid of his human nature after he went through the cross and was raised from the grave and ascended to heaven. He is still truly united in that human nature with his divine nature. If he's not, we are in trouble. Oh, yeah. Because that means there's no representative between us and God that sits in heaven with us. So the first aspect is that there is the man, Christ Jesus, who was before the Father in heaven and so taking back the picture of the old testament here we know that in order to atone for the sins of any person a human can only atone for another human and so that means when it comes to how god the father himself actually looks and beholds his people it is through the merit of the god man jesus christ as he is seated in heaven and that's why the catechism question speaks about his merits in terms of his obedience. So think of his active obedience in terms of all of his life, of his keeping the law perfectly on our behalf and his sacrifice on earth. So his physical, real appearance in heaven demonstrates that Christ's sacrifice was received and accepted and it demonstrates that there therefore is complete and full atonement because Christ is still there
0: this is what the old puritans would call our surety Mm -hmm. he is our surety we know because christ stands there before the father the crucified and risen one Mm -hmm. for us that we have a surety our place in heaven is guaranteed because of christ and his obedience and death not because of us and our obedience and death we are cannot save ourselves. If we put our trust in our own works, we are putting our trust in filthy rags. Mm. And so we abide in Christ alone for our salvation. He
1: is our
0: intercessor,
1: our mediator. Amen. And then the other aspect that often comes up, and you see this primarily in the Gospel of John, think about the high priestly prayer in John 17, where Christ explicitly prays for his own disciples, uh, praying that they are not taken out of the world but that they are preserved within the world itself. We know in the Gospel of John that those who have come to Jesus Christ were given to him by the Father, and Jesus said, I will not lose a single one of them. And so the question is, how does that continue even today? It's because the other part of the catechism question is that Jesus Christ declares his will to be applied to all believers, which means if Christ has prayed for his believers to persevere and to remain until the end, it is for certain that they will. And that means God the Father hears the prayers of Christ Jesus. He accepts them and answers them. And therefore, if Christ's will is to save his people, that means their uh, God Christ's people will be saved. And therefore, we can have confidence that if it is God's will that believers be preserved by His power, that we know for certain His intercessory work is going to be accomplished.
0: The next uh, clause in uh, question 55 is so deeply comforting for the Christian believer because uh, we all uh, feel the accusations of Satan against Mm. us. We feel the accusations of our own hearts against Mm. us. We feel the accusations of others against us. And here is a wonderful aspect of Christ's intercessory ministry for us, His people. It says here, He answers all accusations against them and procures for them a peace of conscience, notwithstanding daily failings." Mm -hmm. Here we don't have a kind of perfectionism being um, taught. Uh, The Westminster Larger Catechism, uh, being based on Scripture, recognizes that as Christians we still fail. Uh, We still fall short of God's glory. Uh, We do not measure up to God's righteous standard. Uh, Though we are growing in Him, though we are being sanctified, uh, though we will have uh, victories uh, over sin, there still is that struggle against indwelling sin, and that those daily failings, in other words, there's not one moment, there's not one hour, there's not one day where we can walk away and say we have perfectly obeyed the Father. Yeah. Um, we have mixed motives, we, we have uh, uh, worldly leanings, um, we do not love God with our whole heart, soul, mind and strength perfectly ever. Mm. Uh, and so, when those accusations come against us from Satan saying, you know, you shouldn't think of yourself as a Christian. Uh, who, who are you uh, to call yourself a Christian? Uh, you shouldn't be part of a church. Uh, you're a sinner. Uh, you can't have good friendships because uh, you have so much corruption inside of you. Uh, this, uh, our Lord Jesus is there in heaven representing us, and He is answering, it says, all accusations against us. In fact, in Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 33, it said, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Mm-hmm. It is God who justifies. Who is He that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yes, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us." Mm -hmm. What an encouragement as we hear these accusations being made uh, against us. us. We know that Christ is answering those notwithstanding our daily failings. Mm -hmm.
1: And this is also important because if we believe, as what has just been read in Romans 8, that it is Christ who justifies, it is Christ who stops the accusations of the enemy against us, that means we can actually have peace of conscience. And this is, you know, Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, that, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. And if you think about the many ways that people try to appease their conscience. There are many ways that you can try in vain to do it. You can entertain yourself. You can push the memory of your sins as far, far back in your mind as possible. But that doesn't actually deal with the real issue, which is we know that we are sinners. But the solution is not to ignore that. The solution is to realize that christ himself has paid for our sins that we are not bearing our sins anymore because it has already been born by jesus christ and that's why the other aspect of answering these accusations is that we are proc- we have procured for us peace of conscience in spite of how often we do fail the reason that 1 John chapter 2 is true and that we can confess our sins to God and He is faithful to just to cleanse us from our sins is because it has already been procured for us through Jesus Christ. That also means that we actually have a real sense of assurance. It's false assurance, obviously, but true assurance is based upon knowing that we have a mediator in heaven who is constantly interceding for us, who has done all that is necessary to actually cleanse our conscience so that we can serve Christ rightly. This also means that
0: Christ knows us by name. Mm. When we think about our salvation, we do need to think about the fact that Christ died for the church. He died for his bride. But that bride is made up of individuals, who, by grace through faith, are united to Him, and He knows us. Uh, You who are listening to this, who have your faith and trust in Christ, Christ knows your name, and He speaks your name before the Father as one who is interceding for you and answering the accusations of the evil one. Um, Mark Jones, in his book, Knowing Christ, has a wonderful paragraph where he says this, Since Christ always lives, He always intercedes. There is no Christian alive who has not had Christ mention his or her name to the Father. Mm. Indeed, if you are a Christian, it is precisely because the Son presented your name to His, and now your Father, He could perhaps have sacrificed millions of worlds of innocent men and angels, but even these sacrifices would pale in comparison with the worth of Christ's bloody sacrifice. Christians must know all that Christ had to do was raise His hands before the Father and their name appeared, which was enough to bring them into possession of eternal life. Charity Bancroft expressed this idea well in the hymn Before the Throne of God Above. Of course, we sing this at Christ Church. Mm -hmm. Before the throne of God above, I have a strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, who ever lives and pleads for me. That's that Mm -hmm. intercession. He ever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands. My name is written on his heart. I know that while in heaven he stands no tongue can bid me thence depart. That's the intercessory work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God that we have this answer to all the accusations made uh, against us, that we are unworthy of heaven, that we uh, are failures, that we do not belong uh, to Christ, um, that we are Uh, not forgiven of our sins um, and all of the lies that the devil will tell us uh, to tear us down and to tear others down. Uh, But we thank God for the intercessory ministry of Christ. He is our surety. He stands before the Father with his nail-scarred hands and he intercedes for us. And uh, uh, lest one think that he is sort of holding back the Father's wrath against us every moment. Remember, it's the Father who sent Jesus into the world, uh, who loves us, who who did not spare His own Son but gave Him over for us all. And so, God is for you. If God is for you, who can be against you? Uh, And so, dear believer, uh, do not lose heart. Uh, Continue to serve the Lord, knowing that your service is accepted by God because of what Christ has done for you. Uh, That's an encouragement to live a life of good works and of uh, growing godliness because your uh, works, your service to the Lord is not in vain. Uh, And so we are so thankful that you were able to join us again on uh, our podcast, and uh, we pray uh, that you'll join us next time on Between the Times.